sensitives, we find ourselves in a world encouraging us to tune out when our greatest power is to tune in. And sometimes being tuned in is just frankly overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be that way. This is Tune In with Marcy, a podcast devoted to exploring what it means to reconnect to our intuitive nature and to sort through the noise to help us find our inner truth. I'm your host, Marcy Moberg, a fellow sensitive, intuitive coach and healer and shadow worker. For the past two decades, I've been on a journey to heal and tune in to the unseen and unconscious realms of life. And seven years ago, I decided to dedicate my life to sharing what I've learned and guiding others to do the same. On this podcast, you'll find deep, real talk conversations, practical tips, inspiring stories, and answers to your burning intuitive questions. Equal parts spiritual and human, my work is trauma-informed and always practical. I'm so glad that your intuition led you here. Welcome to Tune In with Marcy. Hey there, welcome to Tune In with Marcy. I'm your host, intuitive coach and healer, Marcy Moberg, and I am so grateful that you're here today. Today on the podcast, I want to explore the power of awareness with you and play. Recently, while hiking in the woods with my husband, I suggested that we play a game. I had had a really, really rough day and was feeling pretty exhausted and down after weeks of some really big health challenges. You know those times where you just kind of feel like you just cannot win in life? It just kind of felt like one of those. And so with the the jury still out on what was happening with my health for me, I found myself feeling like I was experiencing this low simmer anxiety. And my mind kept creeping into the future and moving me out of the present, you know, just like straight into fear, which is, you know, that's how anxiety is born, right? We're not kind of fully in the present. We're kind of moving into the, into the future, which is fueled by our fears about like what could happen, what could be happening. So I made this suggestion. I said, what about if we play a game to see how many different fungi we find on our walk today. I find that games are a fun way that bring me back to the present moment when life feels extremely heavy. And so that's kind of how I came to this place. And I explained the game to my husband and uh, we decided that we would you know, each watch for fungi as we walk around the woods and point them out to each other. Simple as that. And he agreed and off we went. As we were hiking, we watched for fungi traveling up standing trees, covering the edges and sides of fallen logs, and scanned the forest floor. And we saw gorgeous, tiny brown, tiny tan, tiny white, like half little moon circles climbing up trees and multicolored turkey tail mushrooms with rings of brown and gold and blue crowning the edges of fallen logs. Mushrooms were literally everywhere. And I found myself like just astounded at how many that we found. While we, you know, see fungi from time to time on our walks, 
Training our eyes to be curious helped us realize that the forest was truly this vast fungi kingdom. And the occasional, oh, look, that's interesting, became just regular jumps of joy and excitement, which felt kind of like every 10 steps based on what we found, because there was just so much. So as we kept our eyes peeled for new sightings, the trail that we've walked on many, many times suddenly felt new and exciting and magical again. And I felt the heavy grief that I'd been carrying from the past few weeks start to lift in a different way. And despite the very cold mountain air, which by the way, I don't do that well with cold, (laughs) but despite that very cold mountain air, something inside of me, I felt like this shift where my spirit felt warmed and renewed. And honestly, I didn't want the hike to end. But eventually, my growling stomach decided that it was time for me to go back home. So that's what we did. And when we returned home, I found myself walking through the doorway, feeling more spacious in my heart and in the home that I had left, feeling anxious before. I have played these kind of games on hikes and walks outdoors many, many, many times in my life using the power of my awareness and curiosity to bring me more into the present moment and connect me with a fresh state of mind. So to give you an idea of what this looks like, here are some other fun games that I have played in the past on walks that I really enjoy. And the first one is exploring how many new plants I can find. I personally love working with apps There are lots of different apps out there where you can ID plants. And I love to do that. I love to take a picture and identify a plant and be able to have a name for them. And then to see kind of like, well, who else is here? Who else is here while I'm walking around? I'm pretty sure I've talked about this on a previous podcast episode before, but it is, it's fun to make a game out of it, not just kind of to make an activity, but to really make it a game. Like, wow, how many, how many new plants can I find on this walk? Another game that can be fun to play is noticing how the plants that I already know and I'm already familiar with change with the seasons. So that includes noticing when plants are moving into flowering stage versus just in a leaf stage, noticing when the plant's reaching the end of its life cycle, noticing when it's dying back, um, noticing how it spreads its seeds. Another fun game is finding all the stones and boulders that are peeking through the ground. I love uh, looking for different stones and boulders that I hadn't noticed before while I'm walking or counting the different species of trees I can find. You know, paying attention to the bark. How's the bark different? Paying attention to the leaves. How are the leaves different from each other? Is this the same kind of tree? Is this a different kind of tree? Registering the landscape changes with each corner I turn. Whether I'm walking in a city, a suburban environment, or the woods, there are landscape changes. So it might be that you, you know, when I'm, when I'm walking, I might notice like this area is more crowded than the last area, or I might notice this area has more green than the other. When I'm walking in the forest, I notice that there are significant changes. It's like all of a sudden I get to a certain part on the trail where it's more green or there's more ferns or uh, it's more dense. Uh, that's kind of interesting. And it's kind of fun and, and a kind of a game and kind of an, uh, an adventure to see like, oh, what's the next change? What's going to happen next? 
And then the last one is paying attention to the different birds by sight and sound. Uh, I am a big bird person. (laughs) I have a parrot at home. If you've not heard Odie on the podcast, you'll definitely find her on past episodes singing or talking or whatever in the background. But I find that birds are really lovely because uh, they have this unique quality where you can, you know, both experience them by sound and sometimes by sight. And that can be a really fun sensory experience and also a way to make a game out of it and just kind of notice like who, who from the bird world is, uh, am I going to meet on my walk today? And while there are many ways to play with our awareness, exploring awareness while outdoors is a uniquely magical way to support ourselves when we have a rough day. Hey there, Marcy here. I just wanted to pop in and let you know about a very special Black Friday sale I have going on right now, Wednesday, November 24th through Sunday, November 28th. Here's how it works. Right now, if you want to join my Intuition Unlocked program and you click on the link in the show notes or you head on over to my website and you'll see a banner on the homepage about uh, the Black Friday sale, you can save actually $100 right now when you sign up. This is huge. I've never, ever done this before. And if you want to do a dream interpretation session with me, a one-on-one dream interpretation session, I'm offering $50 off of those right now. These these are huge. So I have a couple goals with this uh, sale in mind. The first is I offered this sale because I want to be able to serve more people. Um, And I know that times have been really tough for you as a listener and also for me as a small business owner. So I wanted to make the opportunity to be able to serve more people and to be able to increase my income as a small business owner before the end of the year. Additionally, I also wanted to do something special for this season of giving and this season of the year that has, at least in the United States, a really complicated, uh, difficult, unresolved history. So what I am planning to do is to donate 5% of the proceeds of whatever comes in during this Black Friday sale to the Native American Rights Fund. It's a really important and special organization that is set up to uh, defend the rights of Native Americans, to support them in court. There are lawyers that are part of this organization. They do really, really important work, and I feel really excited about um, dedicating a portion of proceeds towards them. You can also check them out on your own if you wanted to give a single donation. But if you've followed my work until now, you feel excited about working with me and you also feel excited about donating to an important uh, cause and organization, then this, I think, is a really great win-win opportunity. So you can learn all about the Black Friday sale if you head on over to my homepage, marcymarberg.com. And you'll see on the homepage a link that can take you to Intuition Unlocked, the savings there, or the one-on-one dream interpretation sessions. Again, remember this sale is limited. It's only until Sunday, November 28th. I'm not offering this again. (laughs) This is it. Um, So if you want to save, you want to support a great cause, and you also want to support 
a small business that you love, me, then come on over. Let's do it together. All right, let's go back to this week's episode. whimsical that happens when we turn a regular practice into something that's a little bit different, like a game. I find that pairing mindful awareness with a game has a bunch of interesting kind of benefits, outcomes, results of my experiments. And that includes that I've noticed that it enrolls younger parts of ourselves into our process, particularly those that may otherwise be resistant or downright obstructionist to change. Sometimes, you know, I, I see this with clients where sometimes they will go to, you know, maybe a part of a wise part of themselves will know that, okay, I need some support. I would feel what would be most supportive for me would be sitting down to, I don't know, do a meditation or something. But then these other parts of them are just kind of like protesting. And so sometimes when you can bring this element of play of a game into something like, okay, instead of doing a seated meditation, I'm essentially going to do a walking meditation in the you know street where I live. I'm going to make it a game. Like what color houses do I see? How many cars can I see this color? But I don't know, et cetera. Like basically engaging with your environment from that place of play it really does enroll our younger parts of ourselves and I think reduces a little bit of resistance. Another one is it brings a fresh perspective when we feel stuck. You know, going back to that example again where I'm hiking on the trail and suddenly a trail that I've walked a bazillion times feels new. That's that freshness of perspective that can come in when we are in more of like a sparking inspired place uh, from this you know, connection of presence and playfulness. Another one is it fulfills an often neglected need for play. I'm going to talk more about that in a minute, but I do find that we as adults are just kind of chronically <laughs> deprived of play. And it's something that inherently children do all the time. They're always engaging in play. And it's really unfortunate that we as adults have been socialized away from that when it really is, you know, I believe a core need um, in our psyche in, in some way. I also find that pairing mindful awareness with a game can spark inspiration and clarity and creativity. So awareness games are a great way to get the creative juices like flowing when, when they're feeling blocked. I will play different games um, to spark my own creativity when I'm feeling blocked and I want to, for example, write or, I don't know, do some art, something like that. Anytime I'm feeling kind of creatively blocked, I find that bringing that element of play and, and a game into things can really shift things. Another is it connects us to be more meaningful, like to have a more, a more meaningful connection to the present moment. And therefore reduces anxiety and tension and fears that are often born from future-focused thinking. Uh, Anxiety is really born from a place of imagining into the future or imagining what we think might be happening when we don't actually know. It's just kind of filling in the gaps of uncertainty, whether it's uncertainty about what's happening in this moment or uncertainty about what's happening in the future. And so this element of a game 
um, with mindful awareness connects us to the present moment and by nature, therefore, starts to really ground us down into what's here and now versus what we think is here and now or what we think is in the, in the future. It also shifts us into a more open, receptive state when we find ourselves constricted. And as we shift into that more open and receptive state, it really facilitates slowing down as we pay attention. And in time, as we start to slow down, as we pay attention, it, it in turn nourishes an overtaxed nervous system, which I think everyone is kind of chronically, their nervous system is overtaxed, unfortunately, in the modern day, but particularly, especially right now, after this very, very long time, if you're looking, listening to this in real time, very long time from a global pandemic perspective. But regardless of whether you're listening to this while the pandemic is still unfolding or not, you know, this process really of bringing mindful awareness uh, automatically slows us down because we're narrowing in where our attention is centered. It's like it gives our, our attention a little bit of an anchor. And then lastly, it strengthens our connection to the people and the place of our current environment. And so I do find that it can facilitate when we play this you know, kind of playful, bring it, bring an element of playfulness and a game into things. It can facilitate deeper connection with those that are around us, our loved ones. It can facilitate deeper connection with the plants. Like the examples I'm giving are about, you know, connecting to the plant world, the trees, the fungi, the the land around us, uh, those, um, you know, those other kinds of people, the stone beings, like those, those people are also a part of the net of life too. And so we can connect more deeply to those uh, botanical and elemental beings around our home or where we are currently walking or spending time. So awareness approaches infused with play create more spaciousness inside of us. And this spaciousness is really often the remedy we most need when we feel anxious. When I play like this and I experience fun and I feel more spacious, it's easier to circle back to the original challenging emotions that were bubbling up in the first place. So this is important because what I'm suggesting about play is not actually using play to avoid the hard stuff, but rather using, you know, working with play as a way to maybe open up to the hard stuff in a different way, in a way that feels more accessible because the nervous system has been nourished. And when I do this, I'm, I'm able to approach those challenging emotions with more compassion, with more clarity and more wisdom, and uh, just more firmly seated in the wise part of my truest self rather than lost in the sea of my circumstances and fears. So shifting our awareness to the present moment, really, when we kind of boil it down, that is the foundation of mindfulness. And that practice like swam into my life more than a decade ago, and it laid a foundation for everything I do in life, as well as a, it's, you know, a praxis that research tells us improves our mental, emotional, and physical health. But at times I find that traditional mindfulness practices can feel dry, particularly if we are play deprived. And so infusing play with mindful awareness can really feel uplifting And play connects us to the power of presence, while also at the same time, I find re-sparking or rekindling the inner flame inside of us that might be burning low. So let's talk about what is play. 
In an interview with NPR, Dr. Stuart Brown, who's from the National Institute for Play, defines play as, and I like this quote a lot, something done for its own sake. I just want you to like take that in. Play is something done for its own sake. Playing for playing's sake. It's voluntary. It's pleasurable. It offers a sense of engagement. And this part I really love about what he says, it takes you out of time. And I would say that when we're in the present moment, like more fully, when we're really, really in the present moment, we enter the timelessness of time. It's kind of like we, we move through a wrinkle. The way I think about it is like we move through a wrinkle, like in the, in the vortex, in the vortex or like the matrix of time. And that's when time feels timeless. And it's so nourishing when we're in that place. And he also says that the act itself is more important than the outcome, which I think is essential because I would add that when we put pressure on play to achieve certain outcomes, we stifle it. So there's this really um, mindful edge we need to walk when we're exploring intentionally starting to engage in play and also really just allowing play, if that makes sense. And so the magic of what becomes possible when we put too much pressure on play, when we have expectations, when we're focused specifically on outcome, is that it becomes dampened. Like, you know, when kids play a game or they're playing outdoors and they're in the wonder of the world, they're generally not just kind of having some big, big, big goal in mind or like this, I have to go play to do this thing to outcome, create this outcome. So I think outcomes can be a beautiful byproduct of it, but can't be a heavy-handed driving force, let's say. So what happens when adults are play-deprived? According to Dr. Brown's work, there are some serious consequences, and I would agree with that. It's something that I see consistently in my client work. I see that people are are play-deprived. I see that adults struggle to really have and receive and experience and feel play and fun. So he says, what you begin to see when there's major play deprivation in an otherwise competent adult is that they're not very much fun to be around. (laughs) That's funny to me, but also interesting. And then he also goes on to say that you begin to see that the perseverance and the joy in work is lessened. And that life is much more laborious. And that part is what I see the most in my client work. People who are super um, play-deprived find everything really taxing. Like everything, even that they used to enjoy, starts to become like a chore. And of course, because there's a certain amount of spark, inner flame, I think that's been dampened a little bit too much. So I have a question for you. Does this sound like you? And if so, I want you to know that you're not alone. As much as I think adults in general struggle with incorporating play, many of us are feeling extra play deprived in an ongoing two-year global pandemic. And I think that awareness games can open the door for play that many kids feel every single time they step outside their door. I think it reconnects us to that. If we can incorporate this element of play and game 
to the next time we step outside our door, we can remember what it was like to be a child stepping outside our door in a place that maybe we loved or enjoyed or liked to visit. And that could be many places. It could be Uh, stepping outside the door of our home. It could have been stepping outside the door of the school to the playground. It could be stepping outside of a loved one. It could have been, uh, you know, the one chance that you had to travel somewhere. It could be a lot of different things. Over the next week, I basically want to invite you to take an invitation and, and into a practice. And that is to take regular walks outside and make a game of it. So you will use your awareness to count your favorite tree, for example. And maybe if you feel inspired, stop and say hello. (laughs) Or notice how the vegetation is changing with the shift in season. Or listen to all the sounds that you can discover along with the moments of pause or silence. And as you do this playful game of noticing, Notice how you feel. If none of that resonates to you, there's other things you can play with. Colors, textures, shapes. Like let your creativity play while you're outside. And notice how you feel as you direct your attention to what is in your present environment. Paying particular attention to how a familiar walk might suddenly feel new magical, inspiring. And most of all, see what shifts for you after you complete your walk and then you continue on with your day. I bet you might find yourself accessing some much needed play and nervous system reset. So as we close out this week's episode, I have two important requests for you. Well, I want to say three. First one, play more. (laughs) Play more. I promise you, you need more play. (laughs) Second one is please share this episode with one friend or a loved one. And the third request is share a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. This podcast is truly, truly, truly a labor of love. And I generously dedicate a chunk of my work week when I'm between clients um, to write and record and edit and finish the latest podcast episode. And since this work really is my full-time livelihood and I give this podcast as an offering, it would feel really beautiful and mutually nourishing to have you share this episode with someone and to leave a review. It's really a nice way to express gratitude and give back and spread love. And this podcast, you know, I said this a little bit last episode. It's it's really, it's my ability to share freely with the what I call the virtual village. If we were in a uh, a more tight community setting, you know, and we weren't in a pandemic. <laughs> then maybe we would be circling up in on the land where I live. But there's also beauty in this, where, you know, those of you who are listening are listening all across the world. How amazing. And that's, I think, the beauty of this platform. And it's why I created this. Because it's my attempt to really ensure that people, regardless of where you live, financial ability, 
can receive inspiration and wisdom and teachings that have really changed my life and changed the lives of my clients and the students. So spreading the word and sharing reviews is is one way that you can reciprocally support in return. And I don't know, turn it into a turn it into play. <laughs> Make a game out of it of a review maybe. <laughs> Uh, And thank you in advance for supporting my work. I hope you take some inspiration to play and to create some fun games the next time you're outdoors on an ordinary day. And until next time, I'll leave you with my personal mantra, being you takes courage. Much love to you. Thank you so much for tuning in today with me. I hope you love the episode and it enriches you as much as it has for me to create it. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful for you to hop on over to Apple Podcasts, share your rating, and leave a review, ideally five stars. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a single episode. And you can always learn more about me and my work at www.marcymoberg.com. Until next time, remember, being you takes courage. Lots of love.